Hello and welcome to the Greg Fearon podcast with your host Greg Fearon and today I have the awesome Claire Sill who is the founder of, <laughs> I'm loving the jig by the way, <laughs> your jig is <laughs> um, So me and Claire met on LinkedIn and Claire is a bit of a mindset ninja. So Claire, welcome to the show. And Thanks Greg. I'm going to do a nice intro and tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm apparently I'm a mindset ninja. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I do love that. how you call me that. It's so it's sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, Claire, I'm founder of Swell Coach, which is really helping female leaders um, get out of their heads and create the life that they know that they're destined for. They know that they um, can achieve, mm. but for all the thinking that goes on up here. And I think that's probably the reason why we gel so well, because we both approach everything from the head first rather than the, the tactical stuff, as it were. So yeah, what got you to where you are now and why did you choose this vocation? Well, my journey, really. So I was um, about 25 years in sales and sales leadership, coaching and um, leading sales teams. And but I always, well, probably more predominantly as I was getting into leadership, um, suffered from imposter syndrome, but I didn't know what it was at the time. I just felt thought, I really thought that I was just there purely on luck and that people didn't really know that I wasn't good at the job. I didn't really know what I was doing. And that any moment someone was going to tap me on the shoulder and go, we've got your number clear, you're out, you know. Yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah, you're out. So classic imposter syndrome. And the reason I came across that, like um, I was moved into a sales director position and was always just really, it was two things. I was really interested in with sales, what made two people who had the same target, the same, you know, geographical opportunities, uh, the same leadership, the same work environment, what made them at the end of the month sort of thrive when they're up against a target that they still had quite a, a you know a way to go and the other person would just sort of drop out and give in so yeah. I was always really interested in, in that dynamic but also you know as I got up into greater you know higher leadership positions I was interested in how can I be a better leader how can be I be a more um, supportive and nourishing nurturing leader so I did a a conscious leadership course, um, which was for a year, and it was all about the mind. It was all about our the ecosystem that we're designed within, not just the mind. Um, it was about universal energy. It was about the whole shebang, and it blew my mind um, so much so I did another year at the with the advanced conscious leadership course, and then just realised that there is a power that we are all completely unaware of and I wanted to share it with the world. Awesome. So this is why I love this stuff and this is why I feel so aligned with it because I think a lot of the ladies I work with suffer from either a belief issue or an imposter syndrome type issues, mm. you know. And, yeah, and it's not just women, right? We all do because yeah. we are born into the wrong track. We're born into thinking that we're limited and lacking and... I think the level that women, the, the the next level that women go to with, you know, imposter syndrome and beliefs is because there's a collective consciousness around women as well that they're supposed to be nice and they're supposed to be, you know, good girls. And so there's another sort of societal layer that, that we're developed within <clears throat> that creates more conditioned belief mm -hmm. patterns 
so especially I guess I see in my work because obviously I work with women 99.9% um one of the big things is about being selfish or putting themselves first that's a really big narrative to to get to and to to deconstruct mm-hmm. how does that what happens and why does that happen I think I, I think that's it. You know, like I said, it's conditioning is is so powerful because it's invisible. We don't we don't we're not aware of it, um, but we're driven by it. We mm. literally live our life by it. So I grew up in a very um, you know very loving, you know, incredibly uh, incredible family, um, but but very old fashioned sort of patriarchal. Um, tones. So my dad was all about, I bring home the bacon and my, and you, you cook it, you know, with my mum. And, um, and there's Christian upbringings with that as well. So, you know, mum, they wanted to, to bring up their kids, you know, so that mum was always home when we got there. I mean, beautiful stuff. Um, but within that and within society as well, there's a, the women become, there's a conditioning around women, uh, um, you know, just the nurturers. And there's also just, you know, all these labels around, I'm just a housewife. I'm just bringing up the kids. Like, actually, that's one of the most profound jobs we could be mm. doing, but it's not seen like that within the within the workplace or the world space. Mm. And so there's, you know, women are, uh, and it's part of our, our nature as well is that we are nurturers. Mm. Um, you know, women, the feminine energy is the nurturer, the nourisher. And so we take that, you know, the kind of the wounded feminine is uh, energy is, and I might be going a bit over the top here, but it is like, it is, um, you must put everyone first before self. And so guilt, you know, women talk about mum guilt, that is real, like, um, Mm. because we are kind of conditioned that you're selfish if you think of yourself first. Um, and so there's a lot of guilt around that. In actual fact, the irony is we have to put ourselves first in order to be in a healthy space to be able to give more of ourselves to others, to give you know um, freely and wholly in into our relationships. Mm. It's interesting. I was watching a. I love David Attenborough. I know this is a bit of a mm. tangent, but I was watching a jaguar and it hunted and the, you know bought the food back for the cubs but the jaguar ate first mm. the mum jaguar ate first because obviously she has to be fed in order to be able to go back out and hunt to be able to look after the cubs yeah totally and it's so interesting how animals kind of almost do those things naturally whereas we we don't do that yeah and and um there's a reason for that um we, we there's two parts of our mind and we have um what i call the the false self or the ego self mm-hmm. and um I did a post about it today actually there's a really wonderful quote that's by a guy called Bob, Bob Samples and I'm, go- I'm going to butcher it but it's something like we um have a, a rational mind an intuitive mind and we've been conditioned to believe that the rational mind is the master and the intuitive mind is the servant when really it's the other way around. Hmm. So we're driven by this, this ego, false self, which is, you know, what, what we'd all know as the inner bully. Hmm. Um, and so we think that that's who we are, but that's, it's completely false. It's not, it's not the truth of 
the truth of us, but we're driven by it. So uh, that's that's always why you know it, we, we'll we'll resist our own desires mm. um, to to give to others because we want to be seen as a good person. We want to be seen as a nice person. We don't want to be seen as selfish. Um, and that's again back to conditioning. I just had a thought about the whole. Do you remember the Good Samaritan story? That's, yes. It, it's played out in every Christian house, I'm sure. The Good Samaritan story. Everyone hears that story, and it always like you know, money is the root of all evil. So all of these things, like you said, it's it's really crazy conditioning, isn't it? Wow. That's it. Just as you said that, I just thought, oh yeah, Good Samaritan. I heard that so many times. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I mean by we're born into the wrong track because there is two parts of us. So there is a, a Einstein called it our rational mind and, and our intuitive mind. I talk about our ego self or our fa false self and our infinite self. Um, and without getting too crazy, although you know I'm a little bit woo-woo, but the the false self is just is just the the flesh this flesh suit that's you know we it identifies as our mind and our body. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Whereas the infinite self identifies with all there is. Like we're universal energy. We're we're connected to everything. And you can look deep into examples of this everywhere, right? It's 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 the truth of who we are. But um, we when we're born, we're born into a society that believes that we are the the, the flesh suit, the the ego self, the false self, and so that we're separate, we're alone, we're limited, and we're lacking. And if you think about, you know, going to school, you in order to be considered a good person, you have to get good grades. Well, let's not even look at <laughs> the fact that the system's not set up to, to to be designed to cater for the individual uniqueness of the beauty that we are. You know, we're lumped into this whole, here's the grades and this is what you have to get, otherwise you're useless. Yep. <laughs> um, so then you get into the corporate world and then we're, we're told that we're only, our self-worth is attached to the salary or the job title. Mm. So we're consistently looking out there for validation of who we are because that's the world that we've been brought into, the wrong track. And so we're driven by this ego self, which is you're only good enough. You need you need to prove yourself to the next job promotion or the next salary or you, know, you need to get married or you need to have children and then you'll be happy or then you'll be seen as a good person. Mm. That's completely fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and it's and it's made up, you know, yeah. but that's that's the truth of the world that we're in and it's the it's the illusion of what we're operating under. Something you said earlier as well, just really, it came into my mind as these things do. And it was around this thing of about, I know what to do, but I'm just not doing it. Mm. So this is a phrase I hear, like I could retire if I heard, mm. you know, for the amount of time, if I got paid every time I heard this, that you must hear that in kind of corporate world as well. Why does why do people say that? What's that about? Well, that's the false self as well. So, um, look, we all know intellectually. If I want to lose weight, I need to have the right calories in and be expending the right energy, you know, energy out. Right, like that, that's the basic. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, very basic. Obviously, yeah. you go into to more of that. But the reason you go into more of that is because we know what to do, but we're not doing it. Look, you can run the most successful business. You can, you can build anything just by googling YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like we can go how to on YouTube. You can pretty much design a bomb. <laughs> I think you can. And so, why aren't we all 
fucking amazing Mm. because we're driven by the false self that says, don't do that. You can't do that. You're not good enough. No, you need to get more experience before you go for that. You need to get more money before it's don't, don't invest in that. That's not, you know, that you, you don't have enough money. You're, or or you don't, don't invest in yourself because you've got everyone else to look after first. You can't afford to, to go and do that. That's just, you know, that's the false self and it's constant. Mm. And if we look at our greatest obstacle, that's what it is. It's not anything out there. It's not the strategies. It's not the mechanic mechanics. It's not the, the, I don't know. It's that we're blocked by our mind that the false self saying you're limited, you're lacking, you're not good enough, or you're not worthy. There's a few, there's about seven universal beliefs that we're all driven by. And they stop us every single time unless we're aware of the, the trick of the mind. So this is about then, is this moving into beliefs and the beliefs that you hold about yourself? Mm, so yeah. How do you start to look at those and challenge those? So I always think um, the, the, the first thing to look at basically is the results in our life. So our, there's something that I talk about called the cycle of reality. It's not mine. It's it's psycho, it's a, a psychological um, process, but it starts with our thoughts or beliefs create our feelings, our emotions yes. that create our behaviors that causes our actions, which gives us our results. So if you look at the truth of that cycle of reality, what that's saying is everything we have in life comes from thought, comes from belief that, you know, you talk about the law of cause and effect, the cause, first cause is always mental. First cause is always thought or belief. So look at the results in your life and you'll see where your limiting beliefs are. Like if you don't have the life that you want, the life that you desire, um, then there's something stopping you and it's 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 going to be it's going to come down to a to belief and someone will look at that and think well that's not true what's not stop what's stopping me is money i don't have money that's a, that's a belief and yeah because yeah there's always money in your bank account and, and people can always create money <laughs> believe it or not there's always ways infinite to- infinite opportunities money is energy you know if we look at it, and that's a scientific fact like everything is energy um quantum physics proves that to us now it's been around for a hundred years first explored by max planck all matter is energy money Mm. is matter matter is energy so money is energy um our thoughts and our emotions are all energy so energy begets energy so beliefs are everything and we're driven by them and the biggest challenge is that they're invisible right so we look out there all the time and go oh that's the reason that i'm not happy I'm not happy because, and mm. that's another thing that I get my clients to look at, like fill in the blanks. If I had this, what's the blank? Or mm. if I knew this, I would be more happy. I would be happy if, or I would be more wealthy if I knew this, or I'd be well, more wealthy if I had this, or I'd be, I, I'd be healthier if I had this, mm. or if I knew this. What is the this? Because there's the belief. Mm. And we hold those beliefs so strongly because when when they get challenged, we, we really protect them, don't we? So a, an example that I often get is, oh, Greg, it's my hormones and stuff. And I say, great, which hormone is it? 
in their silence because they've been fed by the world that yeah it's an it's an external problem so therefore I can't fix it so I can stay where I am yeah and external being um even like because obviously hormones are within our body so we can we can deem that as internal yeah but external actually being anything outside of my thought system anything out of what I see as thought yeah so that's still, even though it's inside our body, it's still deemed as external because I'm placing it as separate, as something separate. Mm. Um, and there is no separation. There is only, there is only oneness. So um, it, not to say that we don't experience hormones. I'm going through menopause at the moment. I get hot flushes. But my experience of hot flushes are joyous because I just, I'm celebrating my body in that moment. And I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing. How incredible is my body to be getting rid of what it needs to whilst I'm going through this process of my life. Mm. Whereas many are like, ah, I hate this, or I'm embarrassed, or like, I don't want people to see that, whatever it is. And so the resistance, whatever we resist persists, right? So mine lasts for like maybe one to two minutes. Mm. Um, and I don't, I, 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 everyone's experience is different. So whatever, I'm not judging anyone. But oh. but I do think that because I see it as a celebration and there's no resistance to what's going on in my body, I don't feel any resistance with it. Um, mm. So hormones are real, but we're still experiencing them through our thinking, right? We still yeah. experience them through our perception of what's going on. Well, hormones are messengers, right? And they're controlled by the the brain. So it's exactly yep. what you say. It's totally. how you view it. I'm not saying that, like you say, hormonal conditions don't exist, but it's that thing of how am I going to react in this moment to what's going on for me? Yeah. Drive the behavior, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, menopause is just a, a beautiful cause for celebration. And it's really seen, again, in society as this bad thing that women have to go through and, and it's really negative and... Um, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful process. The body is is magnificent. Yeah, it's, and it's it, entire design. It's crazy, but is that about identity then? Because often women will say, you know, I feel a bit lost. I don't know who I am anymore. The kids are busy with their phones. I don't need. <laughs> I'm, I'm not needed anymore because I'm not mother anymore. I'm now moving into this other person, and I've lost myself. Yeah, and and I think that comes down to the the misunderstanding of who we truly are, mm. you know, and that that comes back to I say we're we're born into the wrong track. So, if you think that you're identified by your labels, and I really went through this myself in, in the corporate world when I, um, you know, was sales director and I'd been in a leadership position for a very long time, and then left that role, decided it wasn't for me, and we mutually agreed to um, for me to leave. Um, and it was the best decision for me because it was one of those, you know, I think for the first time in my career, I was waking up on Monday morning, wanting to just put the duvet over my head and, you know, wake up again on Saturday morning. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I got, I got paid out. It was, it was, a, it was a, a really good experience. Yet when I, after the whole, yay, I'm out of it, the celebration became a very thick feeling of I'm, nothing now I'm no one I don't I don't have a job I don't have a title therefore I'm no one so I completely attached my identity to my job title and to my salary and my worth and we do that a lot with what whatever label it is whether it's mum or um, you know sister or friend 
um, you know, if we think of who we are as a friend, well, then we start identifying, well, that's me. Just labels, just labels. Who we are is infinite potential. We're, we're pure love, pure joy. We're, it's our default state is wholeness. But we're never told that. We're never taught that. And so we live by our labels. And when one of them goes, like the, the kids don't need me anymore, or perhaps a marriage breaks up, you know, I, I'm a wife and now I'm no longer a wife. Well, who am I if I'm not a wife or a mother? And mm. we feel completely lost because that that label identification has now gone. Yep. Well, if you think about it, the, the truth of who you are never leaves you. It's just our thinking about that, right? Our belief systems mm. are the cause of, of much corruption. And this starts in kind of childhood doesn't it because for many women um their career academic work all of that stuff always comes before health so after the standard of you know physical education at school health is obviously dropped to the side because we're chasing the salary the the marriage whatever wherever society has told us is the most important thing for us well, I think it comes back to what you were saying before, like looking after our house means that we're spending time on us and spending time on us is deemed as selfish until until we've looked after everyone else. And if there's a little bit of time left over, then I'll then I'll do what's necessary for me, whether it's a 10 minute workout or whatever. Mm. Um, but serve others before serving self is is generally how we're how the majority of us have been brought up. Awesome. So you mentioned imposter syndrome a little bit at the beginning. And I feel like that's something I've struggled with over, over time. Mm. So it's just, it's going back to who am I? What do I do? Am I good enough? All of those things. How do you start to tackle those sort of things? Cause that's yeah, it's super common. Mm. It's, it's phenomenal how I, mean, I wrote an ebook on imposter syndrome. Um, and because I think it's really important that everyone knows that this is really common. Mm. Um, and it's common because it's it comes from the false self. And the false self is fear-based. There's a reason it's it's like that. It's there, it's there to protect us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in the in the ancient times or you know, prehistoric, uh, we were chased by saber-toothed tigers. So we needed to be fear-based. We needed to be, you know, have a level of anxiety because that's what kept us alive. But as we've evolved and as our, our you know, as society's evolved, our brain hasn't evolved. And so this is always looking out to protect us. So it's not something, you know, a lot of people say try to be really harsh to to the the ego or the false self. Um, but it's kind of like you got to treat it like a little child. And so it's, it's fear-based, but it's, it's I'm separate, I'm limited, and I'm lacking. So one of the, 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 the biggest universal beliefs is that I'm not good enough. Mm. And so that's where imposter syndrome comes from, or I'm not worthy of success, or I'm not worthy of love, or I'm not, you know, not worthy. And so... Um, the, the the way to overlook it or the way to sort of move through it is to really start exploring this this narrative that we have 24 7 mm. that is saying that we're limited and we're lacking look at the look for all the examples in our life and I get my clients to create an evidence journal of every time that we've you know we've thought I could never do that 
and then you've done it. Or I just can't take this anymore and yet you've pushed on and you've pushed through. Like the evidence is there of our wholeness, of the truth of who, who we are time and time again. But because we think that we're this false self, because we're driven by it, we're identified as it, we don't look to those times where we've um, done the thing. Yeah, yeah, where we've, you know, celebrated or um, been victorious is kind of what I was thinking. But yeah, so really start examining the truth of what we tell ourselves, the truth of our stories. Oh, stories. Love it. And our stories like that, you know. The stories are are the the ones that cause most of our suffering because an event will happen, right? Like let's say one of your clients um, falls off the bandwagon, like, you know, doing really well and then drops off the bandwagon. So just stops doing the diet or might be for a weekend, has a massive blowout. That's the event, I ate and I drank all weekend. I let myself go. I let I let my diet go. That's what happened. The story is you do this all the time. You never commit to what you, you say you to do. You set a goal and you failed again. You're useless. That's the story. That's the false self because it doesn't want us to grow. It doesn't want us to evolve. It wants, wants us to stay safe, wants us to stay limited, wants us to stay small because that's where it can protect us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you probably come across self-sabotage a lot with, with your work. You just, that, uh, the, what you just did, I, I, I just, I've probably encountered that conversation a million times in the work I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so common and, and that's, that's um like that's that's where we go and so we identify with the stories so it's not the event <laughs> the the fact that i fell off the wagon with my diet that happened shit happens right get back on again get you start again tomorrow mm. but it's what we make it mean that's the sabotage that's the, that's where the suffering cause because then we sit in our i'm not good enough i'm not worthy of success i'm a failure I'm a loser, like all the horrible, harsh words that we that we start identifying with. That's the false self. Hmm. So the skill here is for anybody, because I think a lot of this is actually skill and practice to start hearing what's going on. So it sounds yeah. like the skill here is to identify when you're creating stories over, yeah. over fact. Is yes, mm. yeah. I talk about fact versus fiction, you know, all the time, and. The, the first thing to notice is our feelings, because if you remember the cycle of reality, thoughts and th- thoughts and beliefs create our feelings. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the thought's invisible, right? We, we, we're like fish swimming in water. We can't see our thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, just, they're just occurring. But where we can start becoming conscious is notice the feeling. I'm feeling sad. Okay. Now, where we generally go, we've got any feeling is if, unless we unless we try to numb ourselves by drinking or watching TV or scrolling, like try to not feel. I can be present to the feeling, and so then where we go, okay, what's happening out here that's causing my sadness? Right, that's where we always go, and that's the greatest illusion. Is it something out there or someone out there is causing my sadness? So if you can feel the sadness, and then ask myself, what is the story I'm telling myself here? Or you could go, what's happened? 
What's the event? What am I making that event mean? So I had a, um, a woman uh, inbox me on LinkedIn the other day and I've worked with her. We did a group program, you know, years ago. Um, and she, she, her, her, email, her message was, oh, Claire, um, I, I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning with anxiety. And she said, I, she, sorry, the, the context was that she's being made redundant. So she said, the story I was telling myself was that I'm unemployable because of my age. She's a little she's a little bit older. And so she said, wow, I could really see that that my anxiety was coming, you know, so basically she could a, she she noticed the feeling. She she recognized at 4 a.m. she's feeling anxiety. And then she looked to what story am I telling myself? I'm unemployable. Well, where do you go if you're unemployable? I, I'll never work again. If I'm never going to work again, how am I ever going to get money? Where am I going to live? How am I going to and the the ego self, the false self goes to, I need to sell my house. I'm going to be living under a bridge. Not that this happened with this woman, but we do go to the worst case scenarios, right? So the first thing is notice the feeling and then look to, okay, what's the event that's happened? What story am I telling myself about the event? And that's where our feelings of upset are coming from. We make, you know, we either create a, um, a catastrophe in the future or we're thinking about the past and what happened back, you know, what happened 20 years ago or 30 years ago when I was a child and remember that. And that means that this is who you are. So, yeah. Um, Do you find that the, the ladies you work with hold on to those past stories really tightly? And I get it because it's linked to an emotion. Um, but Do you feel that they hold on to those stories with like an iron grip? Yeah, we all do because we're not we're not taught that they're stories, right? We're not taught about the false self or the our intuitive self. We're just taught that we are we're not even taught that, but we just we identify with our thinking. So if you can imagine you've got a belief that um I hate exercise, for mm -hmm. example, that looks true to you. Like Beliefs aren't truth, that they're not fact, but they look true to us and therefore we live our life out by those beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so um, you'll find, and this is this was my story, like I hate, I hate running, for example, and this is what I used to tell myself, but I'd run. I've run for years. I've run since I was 14, um, on and off. But every time I went out running, I'd, I hate running. I hate it so much. Before was such a drama, like, oh, I've got to go for a run. <laughs> You know, and so I, the whole process was just a, a horrible experience until I'd finished it and then I'd be really like, well done, I feel so much, I feel so good. But I'd never remember that. I'd always remember, but I hate running because that's my belief. So we all we all do hold on to those stories because they look true to us. Beliefs are just thoughts we've, that we've thought again and again and again and now we believe that they're true. They're not. They're just energy that arises and dissolves, but they look true to us. And so we... Um, our beliefs create our reality. Remember the cycle of reality? The belief creates the reality. The reality reinforces that belief. But what happens is we see reality and we go, see, I told you so. Told you I so. knew it. <laughs> yep. I knew that I'm not good at running. But first cause is mental. <laughs> I'm not good at running because I told myself I believe I'm not good at running. So there's the reality of my belief. 
Mm. And you can do that for anything. You can do it for creativity. You can do it for writing. You can do it for your posting on LinkedIn or videos. You can do it for anything. We look out there to our results and we go, see, that's because I'm shit at that. Mm. No, you're shit at that because you told yourself you are. (laughs) Change the story and you'll change your results. And it's always funny because, you know, you might see we use LinkedIn as that's probably the platform we use the most. Oh, that person writes amazing content. But they didn't start writing amazing content. They just believed that if they just kept writing, it would get better. And yeah. They studied and it maybe did some other bits, but they still had to go through the same process you have to go to. Yeah. And that's also to, not to say that that person thinks they write good content, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that person might have massive imposter syndrome. Like I'm so terrible at writing. Like, you know, I don't even know what I'm... Like, it's all in the head. Yeah, there you go. Like, I love your posts. They're amazing. They're profound. Um, So we look out there and we think they've got it all together. If only I could be like them. If only I could have their confidence. And that person could be sitting there going, that person is amazing. If only I could be like them. If only I had their confidence. And then that person, I mean, it's just endless. (laughs) Because everyone suffers from listening to the, the false self everyone majority of people i shouldn't make yeah. anything universal but majority of people do i'd argue though that i think even when you listen to interviews with top sports stars top athletes i guess that's who i would listen to even singers they were they've doubted themselves before too oh absolutely yeah i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of um movie stars there's a lot of um you know professional sports men and women that talk to imposter syndrome I was just trying to think who's the uh, Michael J Fox might is probably before you know many many of your listeners time but um he <laughs> he wrote a book on like you know in his autobiography he was like I've for my entire career I've been waiting for someone to tap me on the shoulder and say you're, you're rubbish you don't know what you're doing they have massive imposter syndrome mm-hmm. um I was speaking to a psychologist um just three weeks ago who has incredibly successful business he's been in it for 20 years um and he said to me clear like for the past week I've just been struggling from massive imposter syndrome he knows this work so he can see through it but it doesn't mean that we're you know that that we don't get it um same with limiting beliefs just because you identify them doesn't mean that you never feel them again it's just that you you see them and you move through them you just kind of go oh there's that I'm not good enough again (laughs) let's just take action anyway Awesome. So if, and I I imagine there'll be lots of people doing, who have done things in their life, like a career for a very long time. And now they've come to a kind of a crossroads in their life. And they're like, what do I do now? I'm not good enough. I don't have skills to do anything else. I've got this skill, but I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. How can I change the narrative? Because this was kind of a question that came up in a recent coaching call. It was, someone who owned a business has now fallen out of love with it, but now wants to do something different with their life, but they're a bit stuck and a bit scared. How, mm. how would you help someone through that or past that? Uh, self-inquiry is, is the best work that we can do in order to really fulfill our, our highest potential or our highest good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that starts with, really connecting um, into your body and remembering what brings you joy and like really noticing um, 
your energy? What contracts you? Like, where do you feel contracted? Like, oh, or I don't like that. Or like, you know, um, or, or where do you feel expansive? Where do you come into your eyes light up? Or, you know, what is it that you can do for hours and hours and time passes without you even thinking about it? And a lot of the times, you know, I get people go to go back to when they're a child. What what sort of things did they love doing? So really starting to explore what brings us joy, what what lights us up, what expands our energy. Um, is, there, is there a belief that you can't have joy and work and make money? Because obviously yeah. the narrative is you've got to work hard in whatever field and that's it. Yeah, I mean, one of the talk, things I talk about a lot is the, the the conditioning techniques that we put on ourselves. So, um, you know, there's lots of people that would love to make money from their hobby, would love to have a business around their ho- hobby. So that's the that's the expansion piece. And then the false self comes in and says, but I'd never be able to make the money that I do now. I'd never be able to, to um, you know, create a lifestyle out of this because I wouldn't make enough money. There's the conditioning. And... And that's pretty much where we all go. And so it's looking at what are the depths of our limiting beliefs? Where do they, you know, like really when we get, when we go into the story, like, so like, and then what, and then what, and then what we get to the core of what the limiting belief is. And then you have to start doing the work to start seeing through that. Awesome. Is and that's it the sort of stuff that I do with my clients. So you must run into people with money blocks and stories around money. Money is one of the biggest stories that we that that holds us back because um, it's really in every aspect of our lives, mm. and we're conditioned by society that again money is lacking and money is limited. Like we we live in a, an abundant world, mm. but even me saying that people will get offended or affronted oh. by hearing that. Because we're so conditioned to be mm. limited and lacking. Like that's, it suits the way society is set up to have all the people think that we're limited and we're lacking. Because it suits the way that society runs, would keep keeps everyone in control, keeps, you know. But it's the greatest lie. But money, because we're conditioned by that, money comes up everywhere. Money will be probably one of the biggest blockers. It's for everyone, for anyone who runs a business. So I can't afford that. Or they go to someone who's a little bit less, but means that they get a, a less service and less, you know. Less experience or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's- yeah so money's, money's a big block. And really it, it, um, it, it is also comes under the limiting belief. And there's a lot of things around money, like which, like I was saying to before, like I'm not worthy of investing in myself. I'm not worthy of success, or I'm not, I'm not worthy of that thing. Is one of them, or I'm not a priority. That's still like a self love thing. Like I need to look after everyone else before I look after myself, because that's just being indulgent if I spend money on myself. Coaching, oh, that's far too indulgent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and so that's a belief too. Mm. Awesome. That's that's a whole nother podcast. I think you could do a whole nother episode just on those particular money podcasts. consciousness is a big one to free ourselves from for sure. Because it's really it's really a um it's a, an entangled mess into every area of our lives. If you look mm. at, you know, one of the biggest reasons relationships split up, money. 
Um, one of the biggest reasons that we're not living our, the life by our own design or living the job or being in the career that we really want to do, money. Yeah, or our thoughts around, you know, like you said, there are people traveling around the world on a yacht working five hours a week because they chose to believe that they could do it, you know. Yeah. So. And a lot of people think, well, that's not, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly do that. But the thing is, if one person can do it, then it means that everyone can, because we're all designed the same. We're all designed with the same limitless potential, the same energetic capacity, you know. Yeah, we, um, we all move the same roughly, you know. Yeah, so it's crazy. So, And that's the, the interesting thing that comes into my world where we'll say, oh, I wish I had a body like hers. And I'm like, well, you don't have to have that body, but it doesn't mean you can't achieve whatever your dream health body is. You just have to be willing to do the work. That's it. And that's where the, I, I could never do that. But, you know, all those sorts of limiting beliefs come in. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I used to tell myself that I was lazy and so I, I would never be able to, like, I remember watching the London Marathon for, you know, like four four years in a row and I used to get so emotional because it's just a beautiful thing to watch, like the 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 discipline and just thinking about all the the hours that they put in to get in there and then seeing their struggles and their limping along, you know, and I used to get so emotional and think I would love to have that experience. And then that was my expansion. And then my mind, my false self would come in and say, you could never do that, Claire. You're too, you're too ill-disciplined and you're too lazy. Like you'd never be able to commit to that sort of thing. And, you know, in the end, I, I ran the London Marathon and I did it in a very good time. And it was one of the greatest things, experiences I've ever, ever had. And it's just seeing those stories that we tell ourselves again and again and just moving through them anyway, because they're just stories. And this is why I love your work because, you know, one of the first things I talk about with the ladies I work with is, what's the story behind that? Yeah, and and that's I think that's where you're so powerful. Like I did a post yesterday, like eighty percent of success. And you read any stories from millionaires and billionaires, they'll say that eighty percent of their success is mindset, psychology, their thoughts, their beliefs, like you know the discipline, the perseverance, the clarity of thinking, all that stuff that we're designed with. All that stuff that's part of our wholeness. So it's in every single one of us. 20% is strategy and mechanics. I mean, you said that yourself, right? Like the most basic thing of losing weight is calories out and calories in. Mindset is 80% of everything. Just showing up takes yeah. takes courage. Um, I'm even going to say, so I, I think yeah. it's 90% actually now. I've been thinking about it a lot as I was driving. Um I'd say the brain is 90% of the stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we're only using 10% of our brain, of our, of our potential. Well, there you go. That's that. Which that's is fascinating in itself, isn't it? Yeah. So if there was one magical piece of advice, because you've dropped some magical stuff today, <laughs> that you could leave someone who's maybe struggling with their career, struggling with their health, what's the one bit of advice you could give them to help them? start moving forward with regards to their brain? I always say start becoming self-aware and self-aware meaning start really listening to the, the thoughts that are creating your cycle of reality. Hmm. Start tapping into your emotions and when you're feeling sadness or when you're feeling frustration or when you're feeling offense or anger, anything, 
start listening to what you're telling yourself. That person there shouldn't be doing that. Why is that? Why are you making that person wrong? Like what's going on for you? Like it's always, it's always us. If we could start looking inwards, I say go within and you'll never go without. Yes. We can start listening to what we're telling ourselves about ourselves or where we're judging other people. What are we saying? What are we making that mean about us? Self-awareness is becoming aware of self. Um, and there's a that starts a beautiful journey into the the truth of our of our magnificence. See, now you make me want to do another whole podcast. So we've got we've got two two new episodes out <laughs> whole podcast. Um but just you just made me think of something about um there's something I call the four doctors, and one of them is Dr. Quiet, and that is about meditation, introspection, you know, quiet time, and that's probably the doctor that we don't use the most, and I think you just hit the nail on the head yeah. trying to do everything rather than be perfect we're human beings not human doings and yet we're again that's conditioned we're conditioned by society do 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 if you're not enough do more if you're not enough do more do still more you've got people running around there running themselves blue in the face because they're do do doing and not being no they're not in them in their selves at all mm. um so yeah totally agree but you know there's a story around meditation as well people you'll have as soon as you mention meditation people, oh I could I could never do that I've tried it doesn't work for me yeah <laughs> yes I have that so many times more beliefs but there's a, a misunderstanding around meditation as well it's, it's supposed to you know quiet your thoughts but that's not true at all it's just watching that we're not our thoughts because so often we identify as them you know if I say I am a failure I identify with that thought but if I was, if I could, if I was that, if I really was that, how can I be observing that thought? Like I can't be that thought and be the observer at the same time, right? Like, so we're going to start seeing the truth of our reality, which is we are beyond thought. Thoughts arise and dissolve. I don't think I'm a failure all the time, just sometimes. Mm. That was my old, the old me. And so how can I be something that comes and goes? Who's the person that's always there? Who's the always the witness? That's the true self, the limitless potential of who we are, the resilience, the strength, the wisdom, the intuition, the clarity of thought, the creativity. That's who we are. Not this small, limited, lacking part. Oh, beautiful. I think that that just wraps up. Where can people find amazing your amazing content uh, thank you um linkedin is where i'm at mostly it's um claire soul or instagram is claire swell s-w-e-l-l and my website is swellcoach www.swellcoach.co.uk awesome so ladies and gents i would suggest go and look at claire's content it's awesome it's why thank I you. on linkedin um if you've got some value from this share this with friends and family leave a review because i think this episode is powerful. I promise I will get Claire back on the show. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a joy. Awesome. Thank you for having, having us. Thanks, Greg. But you've been awesome. I will very soon. Thank you so much, Greg. Good to see you. Bye-bye.